Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And um, I don't know, fourth meal, I guess. I'm trying to get off the fourth meal. How's that going, by the way? The getting off let's the fourth. Not, what, let's not do that. You don't want to do it. You don't, you're not up for it today. Let's not get it. We're going to ruin the podcast. No, no, yeah, we well, don't. We're not. I don't want to say podcast anymore either. The show. Show. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the show. Um, now, for people listening to this show, we are doing it in person. Yeah, finally. First time in person, except for our non-show at uh, Rock the Bells. No, also our, um, our One Up Live for the New York Comedy Festival last year. Don't bring that up, because then Billy June's oh, going to yeah, start yeah, going, yeah. I got to talk to you about this. You can't, no, no, festival's coming up. Guys, if we don't plan we a soon, it. if we don't book it, I, I told them it's going to be real bad. I said, if you don't, if you don't get them booked, it's going to be real real problems. Uh. Um, anyways, but it is, it, is, it is nice to be in person, though. I'm feeling the vibes. You're liking the vibe in person? Yeah, I don't like setting up and lights and No, camera, this is... All that. They, we need people for that, but I feel the vibes. Yeah, no, we did it. The, our only people that we have working for us today are Billy June, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm engaged. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And my fiance is switching the cameras. Right. Um, Billy Does she have a technical director skills or degree <laughs> She has or anything? never done this before. Okay. But okay. the options were her or Billy... I didn't even hesitate to think this is the well, right she's choice. She's a visual person. That's right. That is, she takes pictures for a living. Billy June, by the way, I have to point this out. I'm sorry. You know, we, we tell everyone everything on this show. Billy June, as we're about to start the show, tell me if we should be worried at all, <laughs> reaches into his bag and pulls out a white claw and just starts drinking. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh, that's a big one, too. Yeah, a tall boy. <laughs> Billy, June. <laughs> Billy June, is it like, is that like your it's the end of the day? I'm going to have a tall boy. Where did you get the white claw? From the deli down the block. I got two of them, actually. Two white claws? From the deli down the block from where we are now. Yeah. You, you walked over here or wherever, wherever you came from. You stopped off at a store purposely to get white claws. Yeah, and a bottle of water and gum. So, Billy June, do you always grab a white claw after work, or is this a special occasion? I'm around people, and I had a crazy day at work. So. And you're around people. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I, don't like do it, a, I don't do it alone by myself. You don't have to. Hey, listen, I'm not judging. I'm not the like, judge. When jerk. you go home after work, do you grab a drink before you hit the crib? Do I go to the bodega and do that? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. But I will meet friends at a bar or I'll leave work early, bring my laptop and finish my work with my friends. We'll usually watch what is on the TV right now, which You're is wrestling. About wrestling. My friends are obsessed with wrestling. Well, you have great friends. What can I say? Uh, which is surprising, but true. Um, Scythe, by the way, a couple events happening this week. Tomorrow night is Nas Wu-Tang here. It's in Jersey, right? Yes. I'm feeling, I'm feeling some kind of way. Okay, go ahead. I remember when the first flyer dropped for this concert. Oh, yeah, me too. And I was like, I'm me going too. to like four of these. Yep. Right? Yeah, I remember. I called Chappelle. You did? I said, Chappelle, you heard about this Nas Wu-Tang shit. What? What you mean? He didn't even hear about it yet. I said, yo, we got to go. 
And I'm thinking if I when you roll with Dave, you get like Let's VIP. Go. V- Let's go. Right? Yeah. VIP. Like Highest everything. level, of course. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, us by ourselves, we could get VI. We should get we, I would think we could at least easily get all access for the two of us. I think so. I would think. But with him, it's like Oh no, no, you could park Nas's the car. Dressing room. You could park the car in the Prudential in the Center. Yeah. Right. Or not even I don't know. See, I I'm, I'm always hesitant about going to shows in New York. Or around New York. Because everybody goes. I like going to the out-of-town ones. I don't know if everyone's going to go tomorrow. I People are weird about these, like, legend shows. Like, you know, some people don't go support their co-legends the way you think nah, they I'm would. No, I'm not talking about artists. Just people. Just, like, the school, the family. Oh, oh, oh. The cousins, oh, oh, oh. the wheelchair guys. Okay, the wheelchair guys, yeah. The, all those guys. I mean, Wu-Tang, every one of them has family. They're not all on the tour. That's right, yeah. Uh, isn't Method Man not there? Who else is not on it? I just know that he's not on it, and he had to post about it because people were complaining. Is Ray and Ghost on it? Yes. As long as RZA, Ray, and Ghost are there, I'm happy. And they added Busta Rhymes. I'm getting to that. So, yeah, so I hit Chappelle. We got to go. I sent it to him. He goes, he just writes back, weird venues. Oh, that was everyone's initial thought. Oh, Dave's just like the rest of us. Weird venues. Because that's what most people thought was these are But they look like the Newark of whatever big city they're right. going to. Yes. Right? Like a little bit outside. Yep. Like when, when people do Worcester instead of Boston, it's like the place you go to do shows. But I, I'm just have, not having an oomph to go. And I was looking at the dates and then I'm looking at my dates and then it's not working out the way I want. No, it's I, I'm with you a thousand percent. I The dates didn't go the way I wanted. And then the location, there's no MSG, there's no Barclay Center. It immediately becomes kind of like, uh, so Prudential's the closest we can get. Don't get me wrong, I like Prudential Center, it's fine. It's fine. I saw Sade there. And what's the name of the tour? New York State of Mind. That's one of the reasons why people were not pleased with the, you know, it's like, oh, it's called New York State of Mind, they're not even playing in New York. I don't care about that part. Yeah, that I just part, ca- that's semantics. I just care about how easy it is I'm to get I'm anti-semantic, you know what I'm saying? Anti-semantic? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Billy snorts. You got a big Billy snorts. I'm really snort. anti-semantic. But yeah, so, I don't know. I'm not feeling your, the Your get up and go has got up and went. And then adding Buster made me feel like there was an issue, like a problem. They don't add people to tours to not sell tickets. Right. They're choosing to cut the pie again. Right. So when you choose to cut the pie again... It's because you need to add to sell tickets. And right, tickets. And do we know if tickets weren't selling well? I have no clue. I haven't looked on the website to see if it's sold out yet. Do you want to go to hip-hop shows? Are you asking me how to date? <laughs> um, let's see. Do I want to go to hip-hop shows? Okay. For example, there's a show coming up that I would have liked to go to, and I fucking can't go because it's the same night as a WWE pay-per-view. Um, Rock, Marcy, and Alchemist are playing in Brooklyn on October 8th. Flea Lord is opening. But that's different. That's very easy to walk into. You're the VIP in that. Yes, I'm Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you. that's one door security you're in, and then you're backstage and you're living the life. Right, sure. That's not crazy arena parking, trying to figure out where the entrance is, getting three, four steps of security. Well, this was the, the experience. Did we talk about my like going to Kendrick experience on the podcast? I think you mentioned it. So I went to Natalie and I went to Kendrick and full transparency, I have not been communicating with Kendrick since he like went away and changed his whole life. And I'm on the cutoff list. 
Really? I'm not taking it a bad way. Yeah. I don't mean that I, I, I know Kendrick is fond of me. I don't feel like he was like, I need to cut out snakes like Rosenberg. But but now that I say it out loud, it actually sounds. <laughs> so, no, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when he cut his circle down, like I don't have the new number. He probably needed uh, some kind of re-, re... Yeah, he recharged. Yeah, recharged. And, and, and I understand that. So... But I, I'm still in communication with my guy, Dave Free, who runs PG Lang with Kendrick and their best friends, et cetera. That's the new label? PG Lang is their PG endeavor, Lang. yeah. Okay. So, so when the concert comes up, I hit Dave a few days before, and I'm like, yo, love to go to Barclay Center Saturday, blah, blah, blah. A day passes. I was like, Natalie, I might be, it might be quiet for me. If I don't even hear back, like I'm, it's worse than I thought. So now I'm, and, and again, I don't want this to go into a super meta one ep episode. I don't want to go into that area, but I have to here. Now I'm thinking more about my ego than I'm even thinking about going to the concert. 24 hours, Dave hits me back. Got you. You're taken care of. Connecting you with uh, so-and-so. Yo, make sure Rosenberg's good. Boom. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Get to the what venue. You, wait, wait, before you go. That day. Yeah. What do you think was happening that day? What do you mean, the 24-hour period? You think he saw your message and was like, <laughs> And then was like, nah, I can't, I can't. Like, did, was it a talk with himself that he has to get you in? I firmly believe whatever was going on was, he's Kendrick's everything. He's busy, yeah. He's a lot going, they're okay. on the road every day. But you know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. no, 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 okay. definitely not that. So, right. we get to the venue, though. This is so crazy. I get there first. Natalie is parking. I, we, we had to meet up there. I go pick up the tickets from Will Call, and they give me the envelope. It's, it's a skinny envelope, and I'm like, oh, man. And I pull it out, and it's just, it's just two tickets. Natalie walks up to me. She can vouch for this. She sees me. I look morbidly depressed. <laughs> now, keep in mind, by the way, keep in mind, these are great seats. These are great seats. Like, we, they actually were, I'm pretty sure... The best seats in the house, and they were halfway down. You know how the stages now are all done, where the stage sticks all the way out in the middle of the arena? We're halfway down in the lowest section, in the middle, right at stage height. Like, it's, it's, it's the perfect seat, right? And I'm still like, damn, I used to be on. I remember Kendrick on Rock the, at Rock the Bells once while performing, putting my name in the song, shouting me out while he was performing. Right. I'm like, yeah. damn. Now, meanwhile, I know Ebro's going to the show, too. So in my mind, I'm going, well, what's Ebro's situation going to be? But Ebro's not Hot 97. No, Ebro's the boss at Apple. Apple Music. Different animal. So I'm sitting there, and then I get a text from Ebro. Why is he still that hot? He wants to be able to have, like, conversations people hear. That Apple content looks great. It doesn't hit the way the hot content does. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think he does more worky work at Apple. He likes the artsy shit he does. Got it. But it doesn't. You're not in the conversation the same way. You know what I'm saying? As you are. In the, that's my. I've never asked him why are you here. Right. I, <laughs> believe me. I'm just glad he's still there. Yeah, he's there. You're there. <laughs> yeah. I don't question. I just go. Hey, man. Keep on coming back. <laughs> so then Ebro texts me. Yo, what's up? I'm, I'm a few rows behind you. And I look to Natalie. I'm like, Ebro's got the same same tickets we got. I'm like, I feel a little better. He saw you? He, was, he could see me. Okay. He was like 10 rows behind me. Okay. He could see me. Okay. Five minutes later, I get a text from Dave Free. Yo, what's up? Where are you? I'm at our seats. Yo, did they include the whatevers? You know they didn't, Dave. 
No, they didn't. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I just got tickets. He's like, no, no, no. They fucked up. Hold on one second. Okay, yeah, Someone's I coming like to this. get you. Someone's coming to get you right now. I'm going to get you. You and E, bro. Someone's coming to get you. Gang talk. So then someone, someone comes up and they get us and they bring us to the riser, you know, the floor riser where people are standing. I, I ran into Elliot Wilson and B-Dot. Near, uh, they were already there. They were already there. <laughs> Whoever connected them, they were already there. No, but so it, the point is it turned out fine. All of this is a long way of saying that going to the big concert entails more than just showing up to a show. A it's lot. like yeah. dealing with people. Like, okay, I thought about this. I don't even know if you're busy tomorrow. I was like, should we try to go tomorrow? And then I was like, well, what will we do? Who would you hit? For the New York concert. For the New York concert. Nas, Wu-Tang, Buster Rhymes. I guess I would start with Mass Appeal. I think that's what I would do too. But Day Of is bad. For them, they've been... To hit Peter Bitterbender right now and go, yo, yo, should we just prank him and send a text? It's like, yo, Pete <laughs> needs six VIP tomorrow. <laughs> God, that's what... That's a, that's what my friend did for Summer Jam, remember? Yo, I could get eight. But Come the only on. reason why I think I can hit that guy is because I did like two or three favors for him recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the favors was related to this concert. Really? Yeah. So it did, ended up not working out, but... Well, and also, we, you know, I don't know if you know this, we went to Mass Appeal and we, and we did a podcast about Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we fucked up. Wait, who idiots. owns Mass Appeal again? We're, Nas. Oh, Nas. No, we're idiots. We're, I'm, I'm coming Yo, to speaking the... Speaking of Nas and Jay-Z, did you see the thing? Or there's this Murder, Inc. doc show on right now that I have not watched yet. Have you heard about that? I heard about it, yeah. Did you see that there's a whole thing and they interviewed Jay for it? There's a whole Jay thing about Nas was going to get signed to Irv. Do you remember when Nas was going to get signed to Irv? No. Neither do I. But they talk about it, and Nas talks about it, and Jay talks about it. Really? Irv was going to sign Nas to Murder, Inc. It's when Ja Rule was popping. Nas was like, you know, we're all from Queens, blah, blah, blah. And they cut to Jay now, an interview with Jay, and Jay's like, yo, I love Irv. He's a great guy. He was like, but when that happened, it made me realize, like, oh, he really wants to take out anyone, like myself included. Like, he was coming from my neck. Irv. Too. Yeah. Oh. By the way, that would have been... That would his... have never happened, I don't think. I don't know, man. Nas in that middle era of his career, you're not sure about the decisions that were all getting made. I don't think that decision could have been made. There could definitely be a talk, but there's no way he could sign and be technically under Ja Rule. There's no right, way. Because at the time, if Ja was scorching hot. And John, uh, John, John, John Rule. I love John Rule. <laughs> Is he like John Wick? <laughs> ja Rule and Irv were like brothers. Right. So it's like signing to another rapper almost. Nas couldn't have done it. He wouldn't have done it. He didn't do it. <laughs> I like how you talked your way through that. You're, you're correct. You know what you're talking about. It's the same reason why I try to get Damian Marley signed to Jay-Z when I worked there. Tell us the story, please. I don't know if you know this. I used to DJ for Little Kim. I didn't know that. No. The Rihanna era, mm -hmm. the Damian Marley was in the same era, same time. Okay. And I introduced Jay-Z to Damian Marley. To this day, they're friends. They work together. Thank you. You're welcome. And they were like, yo, Jam Welcome to Jam Rock was heating up. It wasn't even scorching hot. Yeah, it was heating up. Okay. And I tried to, you know, get them to sign. And then they, they was big. They moved forward. Okay. They moved forward. And then the Marley family was like, I'm sorry, what's happening? Is this true? Yeah. The family, the estate. 
They were like, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I, I was busy selling these millions of Bob Marley albums still. And T-shirts and, and bags. And when you get to the airport in Jamaica, yeah. selling something to everyone yeah, that shows Marley up. Marley coffee, whatever. Right. Like, I was sorry, I was sorry. I was focused on this, these billions we get. What are you doing? No, 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 no. We don't sign to rappers. Wow. Yeah, and they shut it down. Wow. They shut it down. Cypher sounds gem. Ding, ding. You never, I never told that before? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, they shut it down. In a very nice way. In a very, 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 very nice way. No yeah. disrespect. There was no where disrespect. Do you, where do you think Marley ranks with the all-time last names of, like, my family? Yeah, you know there's a comedian named Bob Marley? Yes. Very popular. <laughs> yeah. because when I My went, friend Jody... Goes and sees Bob Marley every year at the DC Improv. Loves Bob Marley. And he sells out shows there he, every year. He's from New England. So when I went to Maine recently, he was going to be at the little theater in that town. And it said Bob Marley, like, with the date. And the people out were like, Bob Marley? I was like, no, he's a, he's a comic. But is that his real name? I think so. His name's Robert Nesta Marley? I don't know about Nesta. Is it Nesta or Nesta? I don't know. I think it's Nesta. Billy? I'll look it up. We also know a comedian that changed his name from Tom Brady to Tom Takar. Also, I said, I said, Billy, about knowing about Bob Marley. I already know where you're going here. And he looked like, I don't know, even though he's sitting at a laptop. You're there for the laptop. I'm looking it up. Can I give an update to what we were going to talk about? Yeah, of course you can. But hold on. Can you first give us the answer on the question we asked? I'm still looking. Robert Nesta Marley, or is it Nestor? I think it's Nesta. It says Bernhan Selassie. That's his name. <laughs> That's all it says. Robert Nesta Marley. N E S T A. Nesta's A or E R. N E S T A. So like Cypher Sounds. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> you think Nestor was done in the same way? Papa. Now I have to tell you guys something uh, before we get to Billy's topics. I watched Elvis this weekend, the movie. You seen it? No. I never thought I'd say this in my life. I truly enjoyed the movie in spite of Tom Hanks's performance. What do you mean? His performance was bad? Who was he, the colonel? He's Colonel Tom Parker. And I guess Colonel Tom Parker is like a dude who has a weird accent because he pretended to be American, but he's really Swedish. And so I guess that's why Tom Hanks had to sound the way he did. But between the accent just being like weird, one of those ones that you can't stop thinking about, like, why is Tom Hanks talking about this way? And they had him in makeup, so he looked like one of the clumps. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it was like Tom Hanks as the grandmother in the clumps. It was so, I was not into it. But I love the movie. They really talk a lot about him and black music, though. Like, B.B. King is a pretty big part in the movie. Um, there's a Little Richard scene that's amazing where he Elvis is sitting there looking at Little Richard and he's like, yo, this guy's crazy. And B.B. King says to him, you know how much, how much, you know how much more money you're going to make than him? Who said that? B.B. Yeah, King says it to Elvis. Oh, really? On the strength of like, you're white. Like, so they tap into it a lot. And like Elvis, they show him, they have these flashbacks of him in the black church growing up. They don't make a decision for you on like, was he ripping people off or was he just influenced by it? It makes it clear it's gray. But I will tell you, some of it is Boz Lermany and annoying and over the top and including the portrayal of Tom Parker. But I still recommend it. I think it's worthwhile to watch. But I'm, I'm interested, after I went to Graceland like 15 years ago, I got kind of interested in Elvis. 
I was always fascinated by him because, like, we were so influenced by the Chuck D line in Fight the Power. I, mean, I don't know about you. That, that shaped a lot of my belief about Elvis for a long time. Yeah, you can't just sum it up to one line like, yo, Elvis stole black music. Like, there was a lot going on. The time does matter. The way the record industry was set up does matter. There was a lot of people, because like, you heard the, the, is it Hound Dog? Is it a black woman song? Yep, they show that. They show her singing. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, he stole it. Like, no, he did a cover. Like, a lot of songs were covered back then. A lot, you know what I mean? So like, oh, everything was covered back then. Like it was just fucking part of the game. Everybody stole black music. Now, so for let me just be clear. Last week you talked about how much you love Fresh and Fit. This week you're talking about Elvis didn't <laughs> did steal not, black I music. We have look. we are losing sight of sounds. No, no, but you're right. There's a lot of I nuance mean, look, to it. Jesus and Elvis, two kings that walked the earth. <laughs> But no, it's so true. You cannot sum up all of Elvis in. Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. He was a racist, straight up, simple you know, and plain. We got Eminem. Right. We could, I don't know, 100%, I can't name names, but I know for a fact he fed a lot of black people and black families, one way or another. But you're still going to say he, it's a black culture. That, yo, you see all this Puerto Rican shit going around? Oh, how have we? I'm, What's we, happening? I can't believe we, we have Where did this come this. from? It came from uh, Busta, I believe, gave a speech at a show. Maybe one of the Wu-Tang Na shows. He gave a speech at the show where he talked about Puerto Ricans and black people starting hip-hop. And for some reason, this conversation, which has come up many times recently, comes up again with basically a big contingency on black Twitter offended and feeling like history's being rewritten and people are trying to That's steal hip-hop. Up. It's terrible. That's fucked up. It's terrible. And I had to, I, I sat That's there. That's foul. Bro, and it came up on the air, and, like, I could even barely speak on it, because I'm like, I could do it here, but, like, on the radio, if I try to handle this the wrong way in this era, where I say, do me a favor, just Google B-Boy, and tell me what comes up. It's just crazy. It's like, I don't think anyone would deny, I don't think there's one Puerto Rican contributor to hip-hop who would ever deny that the black experience is the most critical experience to the foundations of hip-hop. But to say that Hispanic people weren't a deep, integral part of it is crazy. Well, the problem is, the way you're saying it is incorrect, in a way, right? It's not that Puerto Ricans respect that it's a black culture and a black movement. Puerto Ricans are black, so now there's an argument of like, well, they're from the island. It's different. But Cool Herc is Jamaican from the island. Grandmaster Flash, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is from Barbados. Those are the islands. So all that shit was island shit. Now, there's definitely a lot more um, mixing with slave owners and Africans in the Caribbean. It was way more chill. They're on an island. They had coconuts and pina coladas, and they was fucking. So I'm being serious, though. Like, culturally, a lot more slave owners mixed with indigenous and African people in the Caribbean. More so than Jamaica? No, no, more than the South, I'm saying. Oh, more than South America. Yeah. Oh, of course. Not South America. South in America. So that's why there's a lot more... People look like you. White Puerto Ricans, yeah. Bro, my grandfather was a black person. If he didn't open his mouth and walk down the street, he'd be a black person. And then when he spoke, he spoke Spanish, he'd be like, oh, he's Puerto Rican. 
You know what I'm saying? But he's a black person. Bro, it's it's. I'm, so I, yeah, the, the shit with. But by the way, so both just to the record, both ways you're saying it though, this is false because even if you do look at it in a way where you separate black people and Hispanic people completely, which is a yeah, not necessarily true. Even if you do it that way, everyone played a major part in contributing. Yeah, and then well, the because the problem is the four pillars. For some reason, more Puerto Ricans geared towards the breaking part. And the graffiti. And, and the, graffiti. the DJing. So less rapping. Let's be honest. Just less the, rapping. At the time, less rapping, which rapping became the number one focal point of hip hop. I don't know if you know this, but Big Pun was the first Latin rapper to come home with a platinum plaque. He said it once or twice. Does it ever cross your mind that Nori made a song with Pun called You Came Up? And the album wasn't out yet. So he just went out on a limb and said, you came up, what, what, making it happen from rapping on the corner to possibly going platinum. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's so fucking crazy. That's crazy. And he was right. He yeah. eventually did go platinum. Yeah. But when they made You Came Up, album's not even out. No. Nah. It's yeah. such a classic Nori line to possibly go. What if he didn't go platinum? It's still possible. It was possible. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, I've been seeing Puerto Ricans, and you know, listen, when any hip-hop shit comes across my TikTok or Instagram feed, I get out of it fast. Well, you're annoyed. It's not comedy or titties. <laughs> so I'm, out, I'm out. Like, you're, you're, you're falling for, like, such a divisive trap. The other side of it is if I went to jail today, I would have to go hang with the Puerto Ricans or the, the Latins, even though I'm not culturally Latin. So you're saying Twitter's like jail. Twitter is like prison, yeah. You have to choose a side, and you go hard for that side. You have to choose a side. But like, in a lot of other parts of the country, there is a big divide with the Latin and the black communities. Especially like when you talk about LA gangs and shit, but that's like a lot of Mexicans. It's different than the Caribbean. It's different than New York. We were all like together in New York. Imagine if someone had thrown into the conversation talking about the white boys that were contributing at the beginning. Can you... What the fuck? You, I mean, like... What? And by the way, obviously, I don't think you get into the same argument because from a music-making standpoint and creating the culture, probably not as many. But there certainly were foundational... Had to be. A lot of foundational people who were white, too. Behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, like... like record company execs? Well, yes. Record company people are shady... JD. Well, okay, very basic question, right? She was not creating hip-hop, but literally, Debbie Harry played a part in hip-hop's emergence. Like, literally, Debbie Harry shouted out Fab Five Freddy on record in a Blondie song. My point being, not that she was creating hip-hop in any way, but she was in the clubs too. That's why the punk scene and hip-hop scene was right next to each other. It was all downtown shit. Some of the hip hop went downtown. No, no, no. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. downtown, it all came together. Right, it wasn't it came all together. No, yeah, it was all from uptown. But it came, it came through downtown. And your Russell Simmons and your Fab Five Freddies and your whoever's, everyone was around. Now, listen, it, it to me, the black experience is like the essential core of rap music. I really do think that experience is the core of rap music. But when it comes to contributing to hip hop culture, the four elements. It's a pretty diverse space. It's everything seems more divided now. We should be coming together. You know what? We're just the ones to do it.
I think people really receive me well on social media. <laughs> so I'm happy to take the first what step. What do you keep looking at the time? I'm just like nervous because we're doing this in a different way than we ever have. And there's a lot of moving parts here. I just want to make sure the record, audio recording doesn't stop. Uh, our Emilio, who is producing, physically produces the program, is on the shelf today because he had a procedure. So we have just Billy June and, of course, now Miss Hatton. Just Billy June sounds crazy. Anyway, what's up, what's up with Juanito? I got to talk about this very delicately because Juanito got upset with me. Got upset with me. He accidentally got upset with Billy June, but it was really directed towards me. At 5 o'clock at night on Saturday, I got a random text from Juanito that said, WTF with exclamation points. So I saw it. I waited like a half hour and I was like, what's up? I'm working. What does this mean? I'm confused. And then he said, why would you post that on Instagram? And I went, what are you talking about? And then he said, there was a comment on my post. And he goes, what? I thought you owned the account for Juan Epp. And I went, oh... I like just gave somebody else Pete. And then I said, let me check the post. I haven't been on Instagram all day. And then I just never looked. And then hours later I looked and it was pretty fucking funny. So Juanita, I want to say this. I know nothing. I know. I'm going to explain it. Okay. And I'm going to, I want to say this respectfully because yeah. I can tell he takes it seriously. Okay. But we're still going to make fun of it, but I do want him to know it's respectful. <laughs> okay. 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 Juanito put up a post celebrating the birthday of his lady's daughter. Okay? Awesome. Great. In the video, it's like a montage. It's a picture collage with a video in the middle. It's a Thank you, Billy June. It's a picture collage with a video in the middle. And in the middle, it's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> and it's Ed Sheeran wishing a happy birthday to Juanito's lady's daughter. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. I'm like, when was Ed Sheeran in Hot 97? Okay, right. I'm confused. Off Probably top. at Apple. No, it was, was, I, it was in Dom's room oh. or, or, or Juanito's room. I wow. can tell. So I'm like, okay, when's this from? And then in the video, the way that Ed Sheeran says it is, I'm here with your dad and blah, 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 blah. And I simply commented, I'm confused. <laughs> but he did it from the wrong account. But I did it from the one up his life account. Instead of my account. So, and I was, I was confused by a several things. I just want to be clear. Juanito's relationship is awesome. I'm super happy for him. He's in the most serious relationship of his life. My thought and assumption is he's going to marry this woman and be with her forever and ever. I hope I'm so. Super duper happy. I hope so. And he's incredibly close with her wonderful daughter. They have a real bond. It's beautiful. The whole thing is beautiful. I am super supportive. Couldn't be more supportive of it. I do bust Juanito's balls a little bit, though, because he throws around the term wife and daughter. I told loo- you this before, well, man. Uh, we went over this once? Yeah, this you went hood, over this. This is hood shit. But Ed Sheeran literally just announced to the world that Juanito has a child. Why did Ed Sheeran <laughs> announce that to the world? He also responded to your... Your comment. Who? Juanito. Juanito or Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Juanito. <laughs> what he, said, he said, seriously, stop. I'm serious. <laughs> he did say something like that. I, and I was like, oh, my God. I wasn't trying to play with your... Uh, everyone. Yo, by the way, people freak out about family. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Yo, don't play I, with my family. I've told don't you play. this. Don't play with my family. It's all they have. But, what, all of, it's all they have. I mean, listen, family is if super important. If you're 
if you're poor from the hood, all you have is your family. So it's the thing. But even it's if you thing. have, hold on, no, no. But even if you have lots of things, for most people, family's still the most important thing. Not to me. <laughs> he said that with literal disgust in his voice. Like now that I have kids, it, it is a little different. But also, they're not my kids. I don't own them. I help bring them into this world. I give them some lessons and then they go live their life. Not my life. You don't own your kids. These are God's kids. Yo, God's kids. (laughs) God's kids. God's kids. It's like, that was deep. No, but I really feel that way. Like, I love my kids more than anything else in the world, which I never thought I could love something like this, but also they're not mine. But beyond that, I know you love your kids more than anything else in the world. I truly do think that. I see the way you talk about them. I've seen you interact with them. I still know if I made a joke that was funny about one of your kids, you would laugh. Of course. Everyone hits you with the, don't play with my family. Yeah, yeah, why, yeah. Why yeah, not? Yeah, why why, why, why not? play with your family? It's what? your family. I've known you longer than them. <laughs> I've known you way longer play with than them. Family. So anyways, Juanito, I'm sorry. I'm super happy for you. But, but there's a thing where Juanito... He, on the air, I've called him out before because I'm like, yo, we know my wife, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you can't just throw wife loose. And and the, and the you and I had no, this. No, that's a cultural thing, though. And you yeah, said that's yeah. a cultural thing. That's a cultural thing. It's hard because it is cultural, but if you have to add the why. You have to add the why. Why what? Respect the why. Wifey. My godmother and her. You told me. Yeah, they've What's ne- his they name were, again? Derek. They were never legally married. He doesn't have a strange name like Uncle Bing Bong. <laughs> Oh, that's Derek. This is another cultural thing. She was my mom's best friend, but I say she's my aunt. I refer to her as my aunt, right. my aunt Susie. And that's completely your aunt. Now, in technicality sense, I say for this conversation, I say my godmother, because that's what she was, my godmother. But I, anywhere else, I refer to her as my aunt. So it's here's my aunt Susie. No, and your and and, and aunt, my mother had a sister named Susie that I didn't even call my aunt Susie. And really, a second <laughs> aunt Susie? That was the legal aunt. The Susie. real aunt this Susie. This is my aunt Susie. Now this also comes back to that conversation I said before about like the fact that a lot of times white people don't use terminology like this actually doesn't give relationships enough respect. Right. Like you'll say, oh well, that's my parents' friend's daughter. Yeah. Say, no, that's your cousin. That that's your cousin. Yeah. And, and you're and like. All- I mean, you describe it that way, it loses a lot. But at the same time, when you say girl, if it's your girlfriend and you say wife, the difference is no matter how much you love your girlfriend, if you're not engaged anything, you're just girlfriend and you guys break up, the way the world will react to that is culturally completely different than if you break up an engagement or a marriage. Or get it is divorced. I don't know if you know this. I'm divorced. Really? Before I was engaged, I was divorced. Wow, you did it backwards. And... <laughs> And when you tell someone you got divorced, it is an, oh my God, you're telling them a death happened. That's how people act. If you say, I broke up with my girlfriend, they go, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yo, fam, how's your brother doing? Yeah, but I also- I'm not saying that's right. Yeah, that's also reversed to me too. Like, What do you mean? Go ahead. Like, it's, it's all relative. Like, if you're with your girl for 13 years or you were married for three, the divorce is not as bad as the breakup. It's just legally, it has to be some paperwork done. But that paperwork is a yeah, I'm, motherfucker. Yes, yes. I know you've you've I know you've but looked at trying in, to run away many times. You see how hard it looks. Cheaper to keep her. 
But going into it, you got to know there's paperwork involved too. Anytime there's paperwork. But yeah, that's a cultural thing. Okay, so now let's think of the psychopath, which is Juanito. He never had this before. So it's it's special to him. You know what I mean? It is special. I was a stepdad before. Oh my God. How is your stepson? I don't fuck with that nigga. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but my stepson was my everything for a long time. To the fact where my ex was at my wedding. To bring your stepson. She didn't even bring him. Oh, you were just still that friendly with But him. I was just, she was so close and that bond with her son that I raised since he was one and a half was so strong. I felt like I had to invite my ex to my wedding. Thinking back, I was like, what the fuck? And she didn't even bring him? No, she brought her sister. But now I speak to him twice a year over text. You know what I mean? Like, so, but at the time it was like my kid. How old is he now? Like 17? What? No, he got to be like 22 or something. Wow. Nah, maybe older. Last time I spoke to him, he was like, yeah, I'm in college. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But it was everything. The reason why I kept my house for so long is because my ex and her son were living in it. But that's me as a rational human being. Then add a dose of Juanito-isms, it's going to get crazy. Well, yeah, he could he could have interpreted I'm confused in so many ways. Yeah, but you know how we do. Come on, man. Especially, especially if he thought it was from me writing it. But well, especially, coming, especially you're a character on the show. If Come it's on, coming man. from the Wanna page, it's all fun and games. Correct. It's all funny. I mean, he didn't seem mad once I texted him. Yeah, but shut up, man. I think shut it was more because up. he thought it came from me. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted an opportunity to bully Billy. Um, no, shouts to Juanito. And happy birthday to his uh, one-day stepdaughter and now very important person in his life. How old is she? I think like 14. Yeah, 14. 14. I don't know his situation. I'm just saying she's probably like... You know, maybe they had like a couple talks where like, yo, you're more than a dad to me than my real dad. You know what I mean? That shit will touch. Wow, you're really making things up. That shit will touch a guy. That shit will touch. Of course it will. like Juanito, you know what I mean? It would touch anybody, I think. Yeah. Except for a heartless piece wait, of shit like but you. But wait till, she, wait till she turns on you, though. She's going to turn, baby. When does that happen? Like when she gets a little boyfriend or something. Fuck you, you're not my dad. <laughs> you're not my real dad. Oh. Did you get that? I never got it, but I was always you, waiting well, for it. Well, you guys it. broke up in time. Didn't you break up before you would have gotten it? Yeah, I guess. But I was waiting for it. You were ready. You were yeah. you were all ready for it. Yeah, I was ready for it. Okay, this is horrible. We, we received horrible news as we were uh, in the middle of the podcast. Literally recording. While we're recording, Billy June tells us that uh, PMB Rock was murdered. Bro, the streets is wild right now, bro. Yo, is it, it really is like... Because here's the thing. This sounds like it's a hip-hop story, but like it is... It's tangentially a hip-hop story in that it looks like his girlfriend posted on IG stories their location that they were at the Roscoe's, and and apparently someone then came to Roscoe's, and it said, what I initially read, it's an attempted robbery. That's what it said, attempted robbery, you know. And so I guess it has to do with him being a rapper in that it has to do with the kind of attention you're getting and people following you and knowing where you're at and knowing where your girlfriend's at. And This is why when we did Rock the Bells, and I was meeting up with you and Natalie, and you said to me, send your location. And I said, I don't even know how to do that, nor would I do that. Right. And it's not it's you, it's Natalie, who I don't fully trust. 
Great point. You don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her like that. But like, I don't know what that means, senior location. Is it mean you have it forever? No. Well, these are two separate things. So just to explain so you know, and you still won't want to do it, but just so you know. Sending your location with an iPhone would be, hey, I'm looking for you. Send me your location. When you go to when you do that, you you click the person, it says share location. One hour, rest of the day, forever. Oh, there's a choice. You can choose an hour. Okay. And then for an hour, they know where you are. Now, this is different. This was they were on Instagram. And she posted a video of their food at Roscoe's and decided to use the location. But even feature. if you don't use location, you know you're at Roscoe's. Oh, that's true too. Bro, Roscoe's, I could spot, I go to Roscoe's every single time I go to LA. If you're a goon in LA and you see that someone's there, you already know. Yeah, man, it's too loose nowadays, man. I also, don't know. It's, it's so fucked up, man. It's happening. It's just like Pop Smoke. BNB Rock's from Jersey. But my problem is, and I don't know anything. I don't know any details, and I hope I don't sound disrespectful because I really don't mean to be. But that's how Pop Smoke got killed. So you're not having a meeting with your people before you go to places and be like, don't post where we are. Take a picture and post it after we leave. It's like the first and foremost. Because you don't have to post a story right then. You record it, and you put it up as a story later. And then, mind you, there might have been a goon in there that saw him walk in. We don't know if it's because of the post. True. Right? You don't know. We don't know anything. Yo, man, and the, and the fucked up, disgusting, awful, I mean, everything about it is awful, but they, there's a fucking video of him on the ground on Twitter, like him bloody on the ground. It's fucking awful. Bro, I put a fucking, I had to do something last night, and it turned out to be fine. But the way it was described to me, like, oh, our podcast studio was in this old warehouse that they converted to whatever. I was like, oh, converted warehouses are never in, like, well-populated areas. They were, they were a warehouse, so they're a little off the beaten path, right? And I was by myself, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my air, my air tag in my car. You mean in case someone stole the car? Yeah, in case they took the car. But it's also like, bro, around the comedy cellar, which is mostly where I am, there's not really a lot of goons, but there's like a lot of homeless dudes, and they're the 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 rough homeless ones. You know oh, I mean? really? Yeah, like the crackheads. They give you L.A. homeless vibes because L.A. and San yeah, Francisco they're, are they're, different. They're crackhead aggressive homeless. I don't even know if the term is homeless. They're just druggies. You know what I mean? They get rambunctious, and that's just random street shit. I don't really go to clubs no more or parties because it's different now. I'm trying to decide if it's actually as bad as everyone's saying or if it's really bad, it's been really bad, and it seems worse because Democrats are in office and they want to get Republicans back in. So they're going to have everyone in every major city think that the Democrats are weak on crime. They're letting, they want to defund the police. Everyone's running wild. You better get the tough on crime Republicans back in office. Okay, this is what I'm scared of. The three regular-looking black dudes in sweatsuits that just roll up on you in a stolen car, hop out the car, walk up on you, yo, yo, give up your shit. Like, you get a gun in the ribs. Like, it's not like, yo, give me your money. It's not like the way they killed Batman's parents, you know what I mean? Interesting reference point, but I remember exactly what you're it's talking about. It's just like they just roll up on you and be like, yo, you know, whatever you got, they take your wife's engagement ring off her hand, they take your wallet. And they casually stroll back to the car. And you're like, well, we got the plates. The car's stolen. My neighbor, his ring video, this dude, 
the same house as mine. Like the houses on my block are like the same. Nice. Not nothing crazy, but he got a Lambo. He got a G-Wagon. He got some other crazy. His driveway has those pillars that come up to block the driveway. And then there's a boulder on the other side. Yo, that's too much already. If I have to do that, I don't want the cars. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good. He showed us his, he got two German Shepherds. So the other day he showed us a video, four in the morning, three dudes walking up to his driveway, open his garage. Like he has a garage and he has like this outdoor kind of second garage. Okay. They open it. They try to open his car door. One guy tried to push the boulder. <laughs> I was like, what are you, what are you doing? This is a boulder. What are you, there was a fake, there was a fake boulder. And they go in the car and then you hear the dogs bark and the, the lights come on, the alarm lights or whatever, and they run off. And he's like, oh, I got, I got the plates. In my mind, I'm like, the plates, is, is a stolen car, bro. It's bad now, man. I think social media doesn't help either because you, you, don't, you hear more about things that you didn't know about. Yes. It's, it, it, you see more now. I saw a video the other day of these guys in Manhattan flying down a street oh, on, on e, the east uh, side. Oh, side. You saw that? Where they rammed the car? Yes. Yeah, and they shot, what was took that? a shot. They were and trying then, to get a bag out of the car. And then you heard shots get fired? And I'm not kidding. Oh, they did shoot? It was just for a for one bag. What was in the bag? Yeah, yeah, no, no, there was something in that bag. Though. Yeah. Wait, what was in the bag? You don't know. It looks like a backpack. They never My, said, though? No, I mean, it was just a random video moving around on social. So that story, like, as far as a being a morning show radio host, that story didn't blow up enough where you had to report on it? We, did, we may have mentioned it. Because I want to know what was in that bag. A car chase on the Upper East Side is pretty major. Do you generally feel like the shittiness of everything in, in Manhattan? Or like, do you generally feel like things are the same? Oh, I don't go out no more. But I mean, you, but you do. You, by, by your standards, you don't go out. But you still go out. I go to the same couple of spots. So, so basically all you see is some homeless people. Yeah, like I go to the comedy clubs. Where else do I go? I do even less than that. I probably, and I, I just, knock on wood, but the exception of like an extra drug addict kind of roaming the streets here and there, I don't notice that Wait, much Wait, did I tell you the dirt bike shit on the cellar, at the cellar? Did I tell no. you that story? No. Oh, son, we got to go. Should I tell you now? I'll tell you now. Um, wait, hold on. Should we want to tell me on Patreon? Yeah, tell me on Patreon. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the free version, go to patreon.com slash Juan Epp is life. Emilio, get well soon. Billy June, Miss Hatton, thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll see you guys run.